0: Delightful, little Ragamuffins. I'm John Miller, and you're listening to Everybody Trades. And you know what? I'm not saying that there are any good racial epitaphs, but honky is definitely the funniest one. Come on, we can all agree with that, right? <laughs> oh, I bet I made you nervous with that pregnant pause, didn't I? Come on, I got to lighten the mood a little bit here. Things have been way too heavy in this country lately. Obviously there's some bad stuff happening but that's no reason that we should all just live in constant misery is it and but quite honestly I do have to start just discussing George Floyd a little bit here at the top specifically and obviously my feelings on this are are pretty obvious the the specific incident involving George Floyd I mean the guy was killed the guy was basically murdered right and there's just no excuse for putting your neck on the back of some guy who's in handcuffs, is completely taken out of the game, as it were. I just I can't see any defending of this. And for as, as horrible as this has been, as, and in some ways the reaction to the events for some people and, and for me to some extent has maybe not been the best, there's also been positives too. And I, I, I do want to look at a positive at the top here, and that's that Frankly, I was expecting the sort of blue lives matter types, the people who always seem to defend the police under almost any circumstances on a broader level. Well, I got to be honest, those same people, I've looked for their voices and they've all been in unison and being outraged for this George Floyd thing. So I'm now hoping that there are some real positives that can possibly come from this. And one of those positives is, well, to my surprise, may come through the legislature. And the thing about this particular bill that's being introduced by Libertarian Representative Justin Amash, the important thing about it is that it's non-aggressive. And, of course, I am a zero-aggression principle guy. So anytime, even if it comes through the government, if it's about zero aggression, then I'm going to vote for it. I will support it all that good stuff. Well, the bill that he plans to introduce would essentially end the prohibition of suing police officers. And that's a really important step, not only for police brutality against black people, obviously, but just police brutality against all people. And yes, I'm not trying to say, I'm not trying to go with the all lives matter political statement. I'm just saying we should all be happy about this we should all be relieved that in any instances of police abuse that you can that there is some recourse because that's one of the biggest problems when these police officers even if they're found guilty of some sort of wrongdoing they're often just transferred to another district with maybe full pay or a large percentage of their full pay and even if they get fired they end up getting their pension anyway so the point is there's just not a lot of consequences for terrible behavior by police officers who, frankly, have all the power. There's a serious power disparity between police officers and just those of us who are regular citizens. So I applaud Justin Amash for introducing this bill, and I hope it gets through. And there was also some news out that BET co-founder, former owner of the Charlotte Bobcats, Mr. Bob Johnson, came out and he was basically saying... That we need to get $14 trillion in reparations and divide all that money to all the African Americans of this country. And here's the thing I'm of the zero aggression principle. And no matter who you give handouts to from the government, whether it's in the form of direct taxation or indirect hidden taxation via Federal Reserve inflation, in other words, printing more and more and more money, and thus making the dollars that are already in circulation worth less money, well, again, that's a hidden tax. That's my point. And regardless of it's the hidden tax or it's direct taxation, well, in my world, those are acts of aggression. So I cannot get down with Bob Johnson's idea of what I would call aggressive reparations. However, I have my own idea. I have my own solution, if you will. And its it, I'm going to call it reparations without aggression. And here's what it is. My proposal is going forward, all African Americans, all black people who live in the United States of America are no longer subject to the tax code. Yes, that's right. You heard me correctly. No more will you have to file with the IRS. And I'll even... If the, if the states want to go there, the local municipalities want to go there with me, even better. Get rid of all sales tax. If you're a black-owned business, no more sales tax for you. You own a house, no more property taxes for you. You own a car, no more property taxes for you. Now, for those of you who are now saying, oh, well, what's this? If we don't have these people's tax money, our entire system will collapse. Well, I find that to be completely ridiculous considering black people make up what percentage of the country? Turns out they're about 13.5% of the population based on the latest census data that I've seen. So with that being said, here's what we'll do to make up for that lost quote-unquote revenue that the federal government will apparently be missing so desperately. Well, we will cut spending by that same percentage. So if you're a conservative type, if you're a budget hawk, guess what? We're not only going to dec- we're going to not only let t- spending we're going to not only going to cap it I can talk one of these days. We're going to drop spending by 13.4% overall to make up for this lost revenue to our precious treasury. Now, I don't know how anybody could really argue against that. If you're a Democrat obviously and you're very very concerned for instance you're the typical democratic voter who is constantly worried about minorities and helping their lives, well, guess what? I've taken one of the biggest burdens you could possibly place around the neck of any person, but especially minorities. Because here's the deal. You always hear these headlines these days that say, X, Y, and Z is a problem, and then dot, 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 minorities hardest hit. Well, guess what? When it comes to Fed inflation, minorities are hardest hit. If we just keep inflating the money supply, the people who have saved a lot, the people who have paid off their houses, the people who own their businesses outright, the people who own tons of property, all this good stuff, well, they're going to be just fine. And in fact, with this price inflation, that just means the value of the stuff that they already own goes up. Meanwhile, the rest of us who don't own a lot of stuff, who may be just starting out in our professional lives, our married lives, well, we're left with just rising prices and our wages not buying as much as they used to. And again, while that hurts everyone, it doesn't discriminate per se. The stats are very obvious that even in this scenario, minorities are hardest hit. Well, the same is true with direct taxation as well. So guess what? I've just made minorities' lives far better with the snap of my finger, and it required absolutely no aggression whatsoever. In fact, it required zero aggression. It, all it required was that we stop taxing black people. That's it. That's all it required. It didn't. And by cutting spending, if you're a Republican type, maybe you're worried about the budget. You're worried about pulling yourself up by your bootstraps and not having, not handing out money to other people. Well, again, guess what? I've cut the percentage of the budget by the percentage of the black population, 13.5%. So you Republicans, you've gotten way less spending, too. The biggest spending cut we've had in, gosh, a 100 years. Who knows? Now, one objection to this whole plan I can already see coming is definitely coming from the social contract crowd. They're basically saying that, well, if you're not paying into the system, then you're not really living up to your end of the social contract. But here's the thing. You guys know, if you've been a longtime listener of the show, you know my views on the social contract. But just quickly, from my perspective, if my name is not signed on said contract, well, then it's not a valid contract. There is no such thing as individual agreement in a social contract. But of course, again, the social contract people will say, well, but it would be impractical to for every single person to sign the contract or whatever it might be. So we have this thing called representation, but here's the problem with that. You see, when I was in public school, when I was in social studies class, maybe circa seventh, eighth grade or so, I remember having the phrase, no taxation without representation, very much drilled into my head. Or another way of saying it, taxation without representation is tyranny. So in other words, This whole concept it really is buying into the social contract theory. The objections of the no taxation without representation, again, this this phrase apparently first appeared in wide circulation in about 1768 in London magazine. So, you know, just for context, if you don't know the historical context of what I'm talking about, this is in regard to basically what became the Boston Tea Party, the Tea Act see, the British Empire was imposing tea taxes and various other taxes and duties as well, but specifically in this case, the tea tax was thought to be illegitimate because there was no representation by the colonies in British Parliament. Now, of course, I think that idea is totally legitimate. I just happen to take it even further and to my mind to its logical conclusion, which is that, well... If the senate for instance is what 90 95% white then how can you really say that black people are fairly represented? And I will take it even further. There are plenty of ethnic minorities, whether it's Chinese Americans, Japanese Americans, Indian Americans. Those people while they may have they are a significant portion of the population, I don't believe for instance I don't believe there is a person of Chinese descent in the House or Senate. Now correct me if I'm wrong there. I I don't know all four hundred and some odd members of the House. You'll have to forgive me there. But my I think my point is pretty valid there that certainly the racial representation does not really line up. And now if you're yelling at your podcast machine right now and saying, Yeah, that's true, but you don't necessarily have to have a person of your same color to represent you. Okay, sure, let's take that even further. Well, I'm a white guy, right? I'm a 37-year-old white guy, right? So, obviously, I'm represented, except, wait, I'm a libertarian. And 99.9% of the people in representation are either Democrats or Republicans. I've basically got Justin Amash, the previously mentioned Justin Amash, and Rand Paul. I got two guys out of about 530-some-odd representatives. That's not a great percentage. So if you're following me here and you're saying, wait, is your logical conclusion that all taxes are tyranny, that all of it is aggression? Well, you're darn right. That's where I'm going. You probably guessed if you've been a long time listener of this program, but you know what? In the spirit of compromise, I'm certainly willing to have a new white man's burden, if you will. No, not the FDRs, not the, not the uh, white man's burden that people of the past have thought people in the American government thought it was their burden to, I don't know, liberate the Filipinos, for instance, by killing lots of them. That that was a good white man's burden there, right? Yeah, we got to spread Christianity to the Philippines by murdering hundreds of thousands of them. That was our that was our white man's burden there. But no, in this case, the new modern white man's burden is that we pay The taxes. We pay our current taxes. Again, our rates don't go up whatsoever because of this. But black people, you know what? If the legacy of Jim Crow and slavery, these things that have that have gone away that we've gotten rid of in terms of actual law, if those things are still having a horrible legacy of white supremacy in their wake, then by golly, I'm willing to take on that burden if it means that my fellow black Americans will have just a little bit more freedom. I think it'd be not only it'd be fabulous for black America, I think it'd be fabulous for all of us because I'm not one of these zero-sum types. If my neighbor starts doing really well, that's good for me as far as I'm concerned. It has nothing, It certainly has nothing negative to do with me, let's put it that way. If people are getting wealthier around me, heck, that probably means they're opening new businesses that I can that I can patronize, right? All the wealth being built up around us, that's what makes this world great. And all taxation does is it sucks the wealth out of the productive people. Guess what? Lower that tax burden. Lower the barriers to opening new black businesses. Taxation, one of the biggest ones there is. Lower all kinds of barriers for people. That historically have been taken down by aggression, political aggression, racism, white supremacy, all kinds of stuff. Well, you know what? Let's help them out by simply not by simply doing nothing. That's what we're going to do. We don't need to aggress upon any white people, anybody else. We just need to stop doing what we're doing. And by the way, for those of you who would like to extend this tax plan to all minorities, to say the aforementioned Chinese Americans, Indian Americans, Native Americans, whatever it might be, all non-white people, hey, you're not going to get an argument from me. Again, I'm the guy who wants to take it all the way. So as far as you're willing to take it, I'm willing to go there too. All right. I hope I explained that well. I really do because, you know, it's always tricky any time you wade into anything racial whatsoever especially as a white man of privilege so i hope all of you will take this well somewhat radical proposal in the spirit in which it's intended and that is to be helpful to bring more peace to this great land and of course more wealth to all of us and in particular in this case of course the minority communities so with all that being said Thanks for joining me. I'll see you guys next time right here on Everybody Trades.